Jam in the AM on this uh, Tuesday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning, and I thank you all for tuning in. Sunday night, November the 20th, it is the OHEL 47th Annual Gala. And Miriam Weiss, Director of Development at OHEL for the past 18 years, claims it's going to be the most amazing OHEL Gala ever. Am I correct? That's what you're claiming. Absolutely. The most amazing one ever, and I've been to many of them. So you have quite an act to follow, let me tell you, because uh, there's been an incredible run of amazing OHEL galas. And you are all invited to participate and be there on Sunday night, November the 20th, at the New York Marriott Marquis, which is on Broadway in New York City. The buffet dinner will start at 5. The gala program will begin at 6.30, followed by dessert. There are some very worthy and distinguished honorees, and obviously we will discuss them and pay proper tribute to them coming up. There's great news at OHEL. They have a lot of unbelievable future plans that have been announced, and many of them have already been implemented or have started to be implemented. And we are joined not only by Miriam Weiss, who's Director of Development at OHEL for the last 18 years, and good morning formally to you. Um, we are also joined by Yitz Elman, Director of Adult Mental Health Services for the last 25 years at OHEL, who is in our studio as well. Good morning to you, Yitz. Good morning, Nachum. Thanks for having us. Off the air, I had an opportunity to share with you the fact that I've become somewhat familiar with one of the OHEL residences and their incredible work. I think, and I've said this publicly many times, I've said it privately as well, I think they do a remarkable job finding staff because obviously the residents who are in need of, uh, of supervision and loving care, uh, many of them are amazing people. And uh, wonderful to hang out with, I could tell you, on a Shabbos afternoon. <laughs> uh, but the counselors, the staff members, not sure what the... Pro- is that the right word, counselors? It that, is. That counselors. would be proper? Sure. Uh, some of them are simply remarkable. And it seems all of them are really high qualified and take their job very seriously. So, They certainly do. Uh, and a lot of training goes into uh, the work that the counselors are, uh, are involved with. Uh, it takes a lot more than just being a good person, but there's really there's a lot of... Uh, sophisticated trainings that people have to go through, and uh, we're happy to provide those and make that available to people. How did you first become involved with OHEL? Um, I think like many people who end up in the social services, your friends and families, families say, you're good with people. You should go work at some place that works with people. <laughs> and uh, I happened to know someone who worked at OHEL, and uh, I uh, you know, went for an interview. What was rest. your first job, your first task, your first... So I started out... Uh, working as a counselor at one of the residences. Huh, as I was just uh, yep, describing. Exactly. So I was one of those great people right. that you just described. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> um, and, uh, Where was it? At the uh, 41st Street residence, oh. uh, which I still have oversight uh, right. responsibilities for, uh, which we'll talk more about, uh, sure. I guess, as we uh, go through this conversation. So I started out there as a counselor. Uh, one of the first things that I did there was I assisted a uh, resident with trimming his beard. He saw I had a short trim beard like yours. <laughs> and he said, Yes, I want to know how to trim my beard. And I said, Well, let's get the trimmer. And I showed him how to trim his beard. And to this day, when he sees me on the street, uh, he's living in his, own, in, a, in his own apartment now, he says, Yitz, you remember that first day you showed me how to trim? Look at the line under my neck, how straight it is. <laughs> and, you know, it sounds... All it's a tribute sa- to you. Yeah, and it sounds funny. It sounds simple, but, you know, I, gave, I was able to give him a skill in a way that you would never think that that even matters. Yeah. How many residences are there at this point? There are over 100 residences, 100 people different sites. People would be sites. shocked yeah. in terms of the number of people in the community right. that you and your staff, or now whoever oversees that staff, yeah. 
is taken care of on a daily basis. There are over 100 residences serving 450 people with disabilities That's throughout an, our neighborhoods. It's and an unbelievable, and it's and it's 24 hours a day. 20. Well, mo- uh, many the of these, majority. Yes, of many of these, many many of these have staff in, in their homes 24 hours a day. But the truth is, as oh, I was saying the opposite. I was saying that the residents, the residents live there 24 hours. There are a day. residences that have staff 24 hours a day. Right. But today, I would say to you that um, whereas in the beginning most people lived in residences and group homes with staff all there all the time right. today uh, a great number of our people live in apartments scattered throughout the community living independently because mm-hmm. of the war- because of the help they've received from uh, OHEL staff uh, what are um, what, what, what's the largest number of residents that have ever been at 41st Street like what, it hovers around what number of uh, so residents? there are 37 people who live there that's a lot. There are 37 people who live there. It's three different homes right. that are at that site. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much the number that, that's there. You can't go above that. Right. That's what we're licensed for. But uh, in, in the adult mental health services uh, area, uh, it, there are close to 200 uh, adult mental health clients who live, who live in our uh, residential program. You know, what I, I, I was discussing with someone yesterday the fact that you're going to be here. And um, they, they described to me some of the situations you have to deal with. Now, I'm curious, as as most people would be, if these situations are more prevalent these days, but even early on, if you would list some of the types of things you had to deal with, it would, it would amaze us. They, it certainly would. Uh, it amazed me when I first started my work at OHEL almost 25 years ago. Um, I would say to you that... Uh, all the different kinds of problems that come up with someone who is struggling with mental illness are the kinds of issues that we help people with. So, for example, there are times, I mean, I'll start with, uh, I guess, what would seem like the most obvious. People become, can become suicidal, right? right? Uh, they need someone to talk to and, and someone who knows how to handle that, not to, you know, run screaming for the hills, but how to really be supportive and to put, get the right supports in place so that they can overcome you know that that situation and uh, and move on with their lives. And you've dealt uh, with that, uh, unfortunately, more un- than once. Unfortunately, more than once, it's uh, it's it's what we do. If right. the phone rings at three in the morning or Shabbos during Kedusha, you know we're on we're on it. Uh, we're all, the supervisors are always on call, uh, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, there's, there's no question about it. This is literally pikuach nefesh. Um, I often tell staff that if we do our jobs right, when clients of Ohala walking down the street when they're in their neighborhoods, when they're in shul, if no one knows that anything is amiss, we have done our jobs mm-hmm. well. <laughs> We've done our jobs right because right. mental illness, unlike a if lot of like other conditions... You're like a baseball umpire. 100%. If, if, if things seem normal, you're doing a good that's job. That's right. If nothing happens, things are good. And that's really the, that's really the case. That's really the case. Uh, and uh, well, you mentioned suicide, of course, but yeah. the, I mean, the, the problems run the gamut. I mean, it could be from depression and its symptoms and and, uh, right. and side effects. Right. Eating disorders and uh, right and, and obsessive and, compulsive disorder. Plus, and and relationships with other people they're living with, which that's I'm sure becomes a major challenge. A hundred percent. And so we we have worked. Uh, you know, if I could just steer us a little sure. bit towards the uh, the dinner oh, yeah. in terms of uh, you know, if Ohel's walls could talk. So the Gross and Pollock families are really um, they have been they ha- they are they are the people who have helped to make adult mental health services to bring it into existence back in the, the early, in the early 1980s. Uh, a group of parents got together and they were wondering what they were going to do and how they can help their young adults live and overcome the struggles that, that come with mental illness. And um, 
a uh, long story short, that's how Adult Mental Health Services was born. Okay, uh, they approached OHEL, and OHEL worked with the state. That's when it became programs. formalized. That's how it became formalized. And so, over the years, I've been at OHEL, as we said, about 25 years. And over the years, I have watched, I have worked with, and been been privileged to work closely with the Gross and Pollock families as they have challenged us each step of the way to do more. Well, you've you've established residences for our kids. That's very nice. What about employment? What about socialization? Our kids get lonely, just right. like anyone else. What about socialization? And so OHEL has, has, has embraced that. Uh, and uh, today, I'm happy to say we have uh, five or six married couples living in our programs. We, we've highlighted some of them here. Yeah, yeah. I think we even had uh, e- either a full or half of a couple here to speak on the right. air. Right. And, uh, and, and it's never-ending. In other words, there's always some other area that is not created, but is discovered to be important that has to be pursued. Correct. There's, uh, that's an excellent point, Nachum. There's, uh, there's always seems to be a need, and thankfully OHEL has been able to be in a position to figure out how to best serve that need. Uh, the Grosses and the Pollocks have, have uh, as I said, they've, they've pushed us through the years. Just now, just the brand new program we opened up um, uh, just to meet the needs of the community is something called the Lodge. The Lodge sounds like a nice place. You might want to stay there. <laughs> not that not that you should need to, but the Lodge opened up in July. In, in what uh, area? It's in the area of, it's a residential service for people with mental illness uh, that allows for someone, instead of going to a hospital if they are suddenly experiencing a psychiatric crisis, depression, whatever it might be, that might have ordinarily resulted in an inpatient stay in a hospital. Right. Before it gets to the point where a hospitalization is needed, people can call OHEL, and they can come spend a few days as a guest in a lodge, which is in, we have, uh, we have space for men, space for women, uh, where they can really work with staff, with peers, with it, professional It's somewhere staff in New York? In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, okay. uh, And they can get back to themselves and thereby avoid becoming uh, decompensated to the point where they need to be hospitalized. Yitz Elman is here. That was your creation, the launch? Uh, it is not my creation. It's a pilot study. It's a pilot program with the state, and OHIL is one of just Are they a few impressed with it yet or not? They love it. The state loves it. People, guests who have been to the lodge has, uh, have, have loved it. Staff love it. I love it. So it people can attest to its effectiveness. Very much so, and it's only just a few months old. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yitz Elman is here. He's Director of Adult Mental Health Services uh, at OHEL. Miriam Weiss is joining us, Director of Development at OHEL, for the last 18 years. And you mentioned uh, Bert and Renee Gross and Rose Pollock. They're going to be receiving the Parents Lifetime Advocacy Award on the 20th of November on behalf of individuals with psychiatric disabilities. Both are parents of adults who live in OHEL residences. They started the Family and Friends, yet another program, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. uh, for Mental Health, Inc., a grassroots advocacy organization that has pioneered programs for individuals with psychiatric disabilities. And because of what they did, OHEL started the residential program that we have been describing. They've been tireless advocates for three and a half decades on behalf of individuals with psychiatric disabilities. They broke barriers of stigma. We know how important that is. Um, forging a more inclusive community, and thanks to them, OHEL has all the above programs in what is now known as the Reader Mental Health Services Center. We'll explain that in a moment. So Bert and Renee and Rose, they'll all be recognized with that award on the 20th of November. Yes, a tremendous opportunity for us. We, and we'll get to uh, the other honorees and the other news from OHEL in a moment. I do want to remind everybody that the dinner is November 20th at the New York Marriott Marquis, and you have an opportunity both uh, through the website at OHEL Family uh, dot org, um, and, or you could actually go directly to ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org, and by dialing 718 972 9338, 718 
972-9338 to participate in the dinner. And as we always say, if you have an, an opportunity to go to one, one dinner each year, if you want to be inspired, not just to eat good food and see some nice people, but if you want to really be inspired by incredible stories and they seem to really package it together in a way that goes straight to the heart, then you want to be there at the Ohel dinner at the Marriott Marquis on November the 20th. I'm sure you've been there before, so you can attest that I am truthfully reporting what true, the Ohel dinner is true, like. True words, true words. Miriam Weiss, the, the invitation that people have received... On the front, it says, if these walls could talk, and then when you open up the walls, when you actually open up the flap of the invitation, they're actually talking with people testifying to what? What are people saying through this audio invitation for OHEL? Well, what, what these people are saying is, is that if these walls at OHEL could talk, they would hear stories. They would hear stories of children and adults for the past 47 years. Um, these are the actual stories. These are clips from individuals that OHEL serves foster care kids, um, a women from our domestic abuse shelter, and she is actually saying her story when you open up the invitation. That's the woman we're listening that, to. That's the woman that you're listening to when you open up our invitation. And uh, the story behind this is if the walls at OHEL could talk. They'd have a lot to tell they'd us. Have, <laughs> they'd have a lot to tell us. They'd have 47 years of stories of challenges, of despair, but there, there would be more than that, Nachum. As Yitz was saying, we, we also offer soothing voices. We also offer comfort. We offer understanding. We offer hope. And that's, what, that's the story that we want to get across that evening, that OL is there to have heard a lot of these challenges and respond to the challenges, but we're responding with hope and understanding and giving a future to the individuals that we serve. You know what? Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk in a moment. But you know what testifies to that, in my opinion? And it's funny. As you're saying it, I'm thinking thinking it. The fact that she's ready to talk. The fact that someone is actually, and it's not just someone, you've had many people at dinners and in other forums, videos, etc., come out there and say, I'm a proud recipient of the help well, of all of the, the fact that they're ready to do that shows a certain trust and an incredible amount of thanks to the organization. I, I, I think it goes beyond the organization. I think it goes straight to uh, Bert and Renee Gross and Rose Pollock who broke barriers of stigma and came out there and said I want to help people with psychiatric disabilities right. I'm going to come forward people uh, who are in our shelters who said I want to help another individual by helping my story it's all of these people together that have helped to break down stigmas and have helped OHEL to be able to move forward and we need the community to embrace that. We can only do so much to right. break down stigmas, but we need everybody to come out that evening yeah. and help us to continue to break down and those you've stigmas. Had, and you've had, from so many different avenues, uh, between government and the community, and I'm sure others, really tremendous generosity. Our community has really come through for OHEL in the past. There's no reason to think they won't again, frankly. A absolutely. We couldn't do what we've done for the past 47 years without the support of the government and a lot of politicians, but especially for the community who's been there to support us. But we ask you to come out again. 100%. Many of our programs run at great deficits. Uh, the government is there for us, but many of these well, you've also proven couldn't exist without the help of the community. And you've also proven that the more funds you have, the more services you're going to provide. I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not like you don't have a track record, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, you we're wanted to add. I interrupted you before. Yeah, no, Miriam covered actually what I wanted uh, to uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say because I wanted to add one thing. Uh, uh, 
it's not just about what the crises are that we help people through, but it's also what we like to call the stories of normal. Right. Uh, as we were talking before, I think it, would maybe, it may have been off the air, uh, when nothing happens, things are good. Right. I remember uh, one of our uh, clients was sitting Shiva a few years ago. Uh, it lives in an apartment, an independent apartment in our supported housing program, one of our supported housing programs. And uh, he wanted to have a minion in his house, right? He wasn't sure at mm -hmm. first whether or not he was going to. So um, we got a minion. We got a minion together. And uh, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon when he decided he wanted a minion for Mincha. So we you know, got a bunch mm -hmm. of people together. And I was hopeful we'd have, a, we'd have the minion. It ended up we had about 30 people in, squeezed into his apartment. So it created a bit of a scene. One of his neighbors, a firm person who lived next door, looked at us and said, he's sitting Shiva? I had no idea. This is my friend and so on. And I... And I left that feeling, that interaction feeling wonderful because, yes, this is a shiva call. Yes, he's, uh, you know, our client has said that he lost, lost a, uh, a loved one. But here's a neighbor who just, it, it's just a story of, right. I, I would have known, I would have done, yeah. I would have, you know, what, like, else, what like can I do? Just right. like any other neighbor, right. a story of normal. All right, we should mention that uh, the lives of Rabbi Harry and Dr. Elizabeth Reeder... Uh, we're, pri we're, we're unbelievably remarkable when it came to service to our community. Uh, Rabbi Reeder was a vice president, longtime board member at OHEL, Dr. Reeder, a psychiatrist. Together, they were pioneers in helping individuals with psychiatric disabilities. Their children, Annette and Dr. Menachem Rubin and Julie and Kenneth Pinzauer, are dedicating the Rabbi Harry and Dr. Elizabeth Reeder Mental Health Services Center in their memory. Now, it's, this is something that obviously is very close to your heart because it's essentially what you've been involved with Near for, and dear, for sure. almost three decades. Yep. And now it'll have a formal name and, and tremendous support. And based on, I, I'm, I'm sure you knew the readers and, and, had, and had met them, uh, and, and based on their reputation, you could only imagine what kind of step this is that their family is memorializing them in this way. This is tremendous. The, uh, what has been known as the uh, Adult Mental Health Services uh, uh, Program at OHEL will now be known as the Rabbi Harry and Dr. Elizabeth Reeder uh, Mental Health Services Center. Uh, and that, it's just, it's tremendous. It really, we are, we're very excited about this. Uh, to finally have a name after almost 30 years. And to the Rubens and the Pinsowers, I would assume that they are accepting the recognition at the dinner. Am I correct? I would guess so. So that's happening on November the 20th, yeah. and they invite you, I'm sure, everybody out there to participate. In the new center, they'll have the offices, staff, locations, and programs that serve hundreds of individuals with psychiatric disabilities, programs that include residential, including residences, supported independent apartments, day programs, employment programs, socialization programs, counseling programs. The list goes on and on. That's all going to be under that umbrella. Uh, the center will be housed in the Jaffa Family Campus, set to open in mid-2017. And the Jaffa Family Campus, as you can imagine, uh, has a number of builders, those who have really stepped up to make this happen. First of all, Miriam, can you give us a, an update in terms of the facility? Are we, are we on target for a mid-2017 opening? We definitely hope so. Uh, lots of uh, things happen there every single day. And, oh, so it, uh, there's activity there. there. There's activity. There's steel. There's floors. There's <laughs> parking. <laughs> this uh, is Flatbush, Brooklyn, right? This is on uh, Flatbush in Flatbush uh, on the corner of Avenue M right. and East 14th Street. We're very excited. It's going to be a hundred thousand square foot building. It's going to consolidate all of Ohel's spaces that are all over Brooklyn right now, all into one. One location, one exciting, huge location, where our individuals will be able to be served. All in one place. Under from one our, roof. Under one roof from our day programs to our Marvin Cayley 
um, TICVA center, to our foster care programs, to our administrative offices. We're very excited that we'll be also opening up a new medical clinic um, along with our mental health counseling. So it'll be really a one-stop shop where everything will be in the same place. This is all going to be there in Flatbush. This is it all going to be there in this new beautiful building that you know used to be the NBC building. Right. And uh, it ha- the building has a lot of history for Flatbush residents, and, and we hope to bring it now to and the go new Flatbush. And go tell the founders of OHEL five decades ago that now this is happening. It's, it's just so exciting. It's just well, incredible. I, th- I think that's testimony to people like uh, Rabbi Reeder and Dr. Reeder. They'd be so proud that, they're, that the mental health center is going to be in the Jaffa family campus. No They'd be very proud. They will be proud that we will make them proud that evening. And uh, for somebody like uh, Rabbi Reeder and Dr. Reeder, who I had the privilege of knowing personally over my years at OHEL, this was their vision. This was their vision to be able to see people with uh, disabilities be out and about in the community and be serviced. And all that's going to be happening in the Jaffa Family Campus. We're proud to pay tribute that night to the builders right. of, of the campus, starting with the Jaffa family, who was at the forefront day and night, uh, out there making sure that the building is being happening every single day and I can tell you that something is happening every single day we're getting closer to that goal of actually moving into that space uh, the building opening is going to be an amazing celebration we uh, you know we spoke before about stigma mm-hmm. and I think that it's important to note that the fact that the building is opening up where it is opening up in, in the middle of Flatbush on Avenue M good point uh, it does point. it does speak volumes to where the community has moved in terms of its willingness to accept the fact that people need help and that it's okay to get help and it's okay to get help in the middle of the community just like you get your pizza just like you go to right. your whatever doctor you go to Ohil is there too and uh, we're happy to be there as the saying goes uh, we, we hope to be able to help everyone and we hope that nobody ever needs our help uh, we were given a list of people that you're going to recognize regarding the center itself the Jaffa family you mentioned who are uh, who are great friends of Ohel's children's uh, adults and the Camp Cayley children as well. Uh, Charles, uh, help me with the last name. Is Charles Schwartzapfel. Schwartzapfel, the architect of the Jaffa family campus, more than a building project, a labor of love it's being called, putting his heart and soul into designing the building to meet the diverse needs of every client and family at Ohel. Joe Rubin of Rubin Development and Construction, contractors uh, par excellence, and Airmark, Mendy and Hani Schreiber, longtime uh, friends of Ohel who are heating who are the heating and air conditioning contractor, both at a brand new campus and in many OHEL residences. We also wanted to mention that co-chairing the dinner on the 20th of November, very familiar names to those who have been involved um, with OHEL in the community, Aaron Jungreis, Jay Kestenbaum, Dr. Edward Leibovitz, and uh, Shmuel Pollock, all co-chairs of the event. You're all encouraged to be there November 20th at uh, the New York Marriott Marquis in New York City. Starts at 5 o'clock with a buffet dinner and the gala program at 6.30 um, join in. Join in and be part of this incredible development after 47 years. Who would think that there could be more and more new things going on at a place like Oh Hell? It's just amazing how they continue to move forward with all these uh, wonderful brand new pieces of news. You can contact their office at 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338, or ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org. It's... 
just want to say in closing, really, uh, if, if uh, now looks like it might be the time to to do so, uh, our presidents, uh, Mike Hellman and Mel Zachter, always say to us that OHEL is not owned by anyone. OHEL belongs to the community. Correct. Um, and uh, I, I can also say to you that everyone knows someone who has been served or is being served by OHEL. And so unequivocally, I could say that with confidence that, that after working at OHEL for close to 25 years, this is indeed the case. And um, uh, though my, my life is spent helping people and working in programs, I am not a fundraiser, not a professional fundraiser in any, in any uh, way. Um, I encourage everyone to come to the dinner to support OHEL, uh, and we will be happy to continue to serve the way that we have with tact, with class, and with professionalism. You know, we said earlier that the OHEL uh, dinner theme is if walls could talk, if OHEL's walls could talk. Come to the dinner, and you'll be able to listen to some of those walls talking. And obviously what I mean is that you'll actually hear uh, audio testimony, both through video and live presentations, of people who have been helped and people right. who are helped by OL every single day. Right. And you mentioned Mike Shulman and Mel Zachter. They are the co-presidents, and they ask everybody out there to join OHEL at the dinner and be part of the amazing celebration. Go to ohelfamily.org or dial 718-972-9328. Oh, sorry about that typo. 9338 for information. Uh, all right. Thank you, Yitz Elman. Oh, what did, uh, uh, someone told me that um, I should ask you about Bushkill. That oh, Apparently, there's something that happens in Bushkill, Pennsylvania. There, is. there absolutely that is. That we would find interesting and right. cool. Right. So, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gross, uh, at the helm of this project, and, and Mrs. And Pollock, Mrs. Pollock uh, have over the years, over many years now, raised money from friends, from family, so that um, our clients, their children, our clients, people, all of our clients are their children, right. quite frankly, uh, are able to go and spend a few days each summer up at, uh, now we've been going to uh, Bushkill, the Bushkill uh, Hotel, uh, where people just can relax. You know, everybody has the opportunity, uh, you know, in their own lives to uh, take off a few days from life, a few days from work. And, um, and we know how rejuvenating that could be. It's incredibly rejuvenating. And I can tell you that year after year, uh, just a few days after this trip is over, clients are already asking, are we going next year? Are we going <laughs> next year? Uh, and what's nice also, by the way, is that first, no government money, no government money That's is That's all used, privately raised. It's all privately raised. Uh, and where the programs have, have grown and matured and mm -hmm. people who receive services from our programs have grown and matured, they're not taking vacations now just from, let's say, going to day programs or looking for thing, things to do. People say to us, our clients, our residential program uh, clients will say to us, I don't know if I can go because I don't know if I can take off time <laughs> from work. And so clients are now asking their bosses right. to take time off, just like you take off from right. work and we take off from work. So we're assisting clients with this. It's, a, again, another story of normal, and, and the Grosses and the Pollocks and, and, uh, and other uh, families really make this possible year after year. Hey. But I'm telling you, it would not happen if not for the Grosses and the Pollocks driving the bus. Not the bus, the actual bus, but <laughs> the, they're not, they are the push behind this, and they make it into a reality. A hey, pleasure having both of you here today. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Malcolm. Miriam Weiss, Yitz Elman, they want you there for good reason on the night of uh, November the 20th, ohelfamily.org. Get in touch with Ohel, make your reservations, and get ready to enjoy what is really a remarkable evening. It is like that every single year. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 and the FM Dial Broadcasting Live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jamnam.org, and of course on the NSN app.